Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 10, Past Life. All that after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. What's going on, brother? This is... This... This... Matt, this season. Oh my goodness. It's real good. It's so good. <laughs> it's been really, really, really good. Um, just super cool sci-fi story. Like, I don't know. Just, just, di- I love, I love what they've done these last two seasons and how they've just been able to tell such different stories, um, with, 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 with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And they've, I mean, they've, they've gone through time. They've done the time travel story now. Yeah, which we still don't sort know of. how they're going to resolve <laughs> if if this like her destroying the world is going to be weighing over their head for how long, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like um, in in early episodes of the Runaways, we saw you know L.A. getting destroyed, and we're like, is that going to happen this season? And then it never did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, or did it? Did they stop uh, it? <laughs> that's the question. I don't know. They stopped the. Um, they stopped. Well, that's another show. We shouldn't go too yeah, far into yeah. it but yeah like we don't we don't know how we don't know if that's still hanging over their head or not yeah yeah um that's true so that that possibility is still sitting there much like the possibility of quake destroying the world is sitting over us right and i, I think the possibility is still there I, I still don't i don't i don't think any of us really think it was quake like what would she have to go through to destroy the world a lot yeah. i mean what would flint have to go through to rebuild it a lot <laughs> right well that but that's like a i loved that i loved that ending here's your here's your blueprint yep <laughs> that was super cute uh, and i was like you you guys realize like there's a vast size difference <laughs> and, and and this is not a very detailed blueprint <laughs> right <laughs> like there are mountains and things that that just doesn't cover the world is not supposed to separate into two halves and store something like that's not. Mm-mm. This is not even topographical, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they misspelled America on here. I'm not sure how. Like, how do you screw that up? Um, but yeah, this whole episode was super exciting. Full spoiler for this week. Um, this week's episode, um, we 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 found out who the seer was, and everyone from last everyone's. Theories were wrong last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, we were hoping for Raina and, you know, anybody. Right. And then it ended up being Yo-Yo, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, armless Yo-Yo, which was oh, so God. sad. It really was. And, you like, how pale she was and mm-hmm. the story of how they, like, they just draw blood from her until she dies and then they just revive her. Like, oh, God. Yep. So tragic. They keep her alive like, until they need her, and they kill her, and then bring her back. It's real, yeah, real and sad. And like that, that being a character that we already have like a deep love for and mm-hmm. and a connection with, like that already just like immediately hits home. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's it's her in the future, like to see her go through that is yeah, just incredibly heartbreaking. There's still a universe where she had to go through that, and that that character still existed, and it's it's real sad. And yeah, now, and now then, we're just like hoping they can fight to change that future, but still, yeah, let her keep her arms, <laughs> right? Mm. And her throat. Yeah, that was tough to watch, and especially for Mac, man. 
Yeah, God, Mac almost just Mac gave up on life. Did you see it? It was like he gave up and was like, "I've got nothing else left to lose." Like he even said to Cassius, "There's nothing you can do to me." Yeah. Well, and, he, God, he took, and then he beat the shit out of him. Yeah, him. He, that whole scene, he kills two Cree really fast, and then just they go into they go into this crazy fight. Um, and Cassius kind of kicked his ass for a little while there. But uh, yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I meant is that oh, Cassius yeah. beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing you can do to me except beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. He did what he could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That whole thing with Cassius, like how he went crazy and like, okay, here's the question. Do mm-hmm. you think he went crazy because he was a good friend with Sonara or do you think that there was something else there? <sighs> I don't think there was necessarily anything else there. I think that he went crazy because he realized... um I think she's always been his protector. I didn't really think anything romantic about it, um, but but she's always been his protector, and now she's gone. And I think he like settles into the fact that uh, maybe the prophecy is real, and maybe they really are here to save humanity, and that he doesn't know that he can do anything about it. Um, and the, and he also says that the one thing he can do about it is stop them from going back. Because if they never go back, he's he's he lives on his family name lives on and all that stuff, um, and he actually changes the past in such a way that he never ends up here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting uh, attempt to save the past by going on a suicide mission in the future. <laughs> To right, stop them right. from going back in time, <laughs> so that before he ever even comes to Earth, his father conquers the Earth, because there won't they wouldn't be there to stop his father. <laughs> yep, yep. Ugh. And then, I mean, it's insanity. <laughs> that leaves don't... us open to future Cree attempted invasion, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that I think I mean they said that aliens appeared in the sky. Um. And we were talking about it last week. Who was it? And now we know that his father had made an attempt on Earth before. So do you think that um, that we're going to see the Kree actually try to take Earth, it, like it publicly, and Shield has to stop them? I don't know, man. That that seems like that would be like the timing would be weird. Like that that, <gasps> that has to be Avengers level stuff. Yeah. Well, like. Avengers level stuff is aliens coming from the sky, but right. we've already got that coming right, right. now. What if uh... what if they went back to the nineties mm. instead of going back to present day? That's they a great screwed question. Up and overshot. That's a great question. If uh, they, like after post Captain Marvel, uh, pre Avengers, and there's no one else to protect the Earth. Yeah, um, that's possible. Except we already know they. I think we know that they returned to the right time because we know. We've seen them at about the same age living out. Unless unless they did something different this time for some reason. You know what I mean? Well, they could have, yeah, they could have overshot and then spent some time in the 90s and then been like, crap, now we got to get this thing back. Somehow time and traveled back. Stum- yeah, somehow tra- time traveled back to the future. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Or they could just take the long way like Fitz did. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, yeah, that's all, that's very possible. Um, but or or what what if? <laughs> hear hear me out on this one. Okay. Uh, what if whatever um, Mister Thanos does with the reality gem makes it so the Avengers don't exist, and we have all the way until Infinity War Part Two or whatever Avengers Four is going to be called? Uh, we're living in a different different reality. Hmm. That could be. You mean like, 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 ev- like every show, every movie that happens between those two movies would have to happen. What if that like reality changed? We've talked a lot about it. Like he might do something like a House of M type thing where reality is changed. Yeah. Uh, what if that happens and that's the end of the movie and that's the cliffhanger? We have to wait till Infinity War Part Two and then like we have an Avengers storyline or a, a Shield storyline inside of that. That timeline. Oh, like uh, House of M, Shield's viewpoint. Yeah, House of Shield. Like Aven- Avengers never happened, or whatever. Uh, oh man! For whatever reason, it, Avengers never came together. Fury was killed. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Um, and then now, uh, they they have like a time travel story in in the Avengers that make the Avengers never happen. And now Shield, we have a storyline where Shield is. We have to see what what would the shield look like in that universe. That could be pretty sweet. <laughs> that could be. Um, that would also open up the possibility of that being like uh, the six one six universe. Nick Fury could be, you know, a disgruntled Howling Commando old white dude. Sure. With you know the the salt and pepper hair. Right. I wouldn't say it's probably going to be the six one six universe, but it could be well, could be a similar similar universe. to that, like different universes like that. Right. Or alternate universes. Right, right, right. I was just thinking. Or it could just, you know, six rewrite. six would the... get all the other heroes, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of defeat the point. I, yeah, uh, I meant. But yeah. Just, I, I meant, like, similar to 616, where, like, we could have the the same way that 616 and Ultimate are different. Um, right. You know, the MCU current universe could be something even completely different from that. Yeah. And then. You know, Thanos is being a jerk. You got the House of Thanos universe. Right, yeah. What What does S.H.I.E.L.D. look like operating under Thanos? Oh, God. Well, it's not uh, an eagle. It's a fist <laughs> with some dots on it. Right. It's the uh, gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that's a, that's, that's a rabbit hole to go down, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, we just have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea where they're going to come back to when they land in this new time. Uh, we assume this time travel worked. We just don't know what they're where they're going or what they're doing. Yeah, and like, what if Thanos changes everything? Or no, what if what if Thanos leaves everything because nothing else is on his radar except for the Avengers, and he just rewrites reality to have them not in it, but it's just a like a standard universe without them. Like Shield then becomes the very important thing that it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious overall what they're gonna do with Shield with this movie, um, because I feel like it's the ending of the story. If they're ever gonna of this first like you know uh, major overarching story that they've been telling since 2008, um, if they're ever gonna bring Coulson back. Which, like, most people know he's around. Most people know the show exists. They may not know yeah. why, but they know the show exists. 
So, so like, I don't see it hurting anything to bring him back. And I, I feel like if they're ever going to, it's going to be now, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious if, if they're going to do anything with a S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover. Um, e- even if it's not a big S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover, even if it's just that Coulson's around. And they're like, right. how did you... Because, you know, people even, people that never watched the show could assume it's an LMD or da-da-da or whatever, you know, could assume anything at S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he could say a line about, you know, you just never know with Shield, <laughs> you know. Like uh, I don't know, he could be. He could. Be, I like. I'd like to see him back. Yeah, in the yeah. movies. He did such a great job being that you know supporting role in Iron Man, Iron Man Two. Oh yeah. He was. And then he into was the, the glue. Avengers. He was the glue. Like, yeah, he was. He was basically Wasp. <laughs> um. So. But now we have Wasp. That's right. So let's talk about this episode. Um, okay, sorry. We have oh, this oh, this whole odium thing is interesting. <laughs> I, f- I feel like they just kind of came up with a name. Somebody was like, uh, "What about what if we take the S off of a current element? <laughs> take the first letter off, and or no, yeah, just take the first letter off." And it's like, okay, well, potassium. No, that sounds weird. Odium. Odium sounds perfect. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I just, I, I felt like this uh, more than that. I felt like as a story device, the odium kind of came out of nowhere. It yeah, seems like a, a Cree bit. thing to do, maybe, but like, I kind of wish they'd introduced it like in an earlier episode or something. Like, had a human have it for the battle realm, or like you know, in the little battles or whatever. Um, yeah, that would have. I feel like that would have been nice to set that up sooner. I feel like it was a little kind of weird to be like, "All right, Cassius has been this." And it just it reminds me of the the Iron Man one problem. It's like you have Obadiah Stane. He's the mastermind. He's not the physical enemy. And then in yeah. the end, he has to get in the suit to fight. It's like Cassius yeah. is like this scheming sort of. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't ever get his hands dirty. Kind of villain. And then at the end, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go all rage monster. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, when he did that, I was like, oh, look, now he has the strength of a normal Kree. I was like, oh, look, it's Super Shredder. <laughs> I don't know why. It just reminded me of Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, yep. Which I feel like you know, was it a been, thing. It would have been okay if he had introduced it, it, like, you know, giving sparing drops to combatants. Like, um, when they were doing the whole tournament thing, fight to the death tournament, and Fitz was there, they could have had another fight between just a couple of randos and been like, all right, you want some good stuff? How about we up the stakes like this? And then gives them each a little bitty, just a little bitty drop, and they go nuts. They go rage monster on each other. Yeah. And everybody loves it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That 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 would have been a nice like way to bring it in. And then maybe make his his situation a little more dire and maybe I'm underestimating how dire his situation was at the end, but it just kind of felt like, uh, Sonora had died and that's what pushed him over the edge, which I think, yeah, I think it would make him scared. Felt like he thought he was in control. Yeah. It still felt like he had like an army of Cree at his command that he could, he could still try to win, win this war. Um, I kind of w- wish they had like, they were beating the doors down before he... It, it like, didn't seem in character for Cassius to care about his father's name. Like, I don't yeah. know. He, he's he, To me, he's the... Um, he has other um, 
ambitions and other priorities. At the end there, it just felt like it kind of rushed into it just want they wanted him to, they wanted him to be a physical baddie so they just did it and i would i'd like to see i would like to see him like you know mac is every Cree is dead mac is at the door with a shotgun axe and he, and he's in a room with odium and then 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 it makes more sense to me he's like this is my own this is my only out and then he goes for it um the it, did, it just it seemed a lot of character it wasn't horrible it just seemed a little out of character to me yeah and like he kept saying, like I'll send a whole battalion down there and tear them apart, and it's like there's five of them. Yeah, there's like five there's guys like, left. Is, is like, is five Cree a battalion? Is that is that what it is? Or I guess like, so. I mean, that's kind of the, one of the problems with this uh, this entire season is they only ever show like twenty humans at a time. Yeah, there's no sense of scale other than like, yep, the lighthouse is kind of big. They want to talk. They talk about the lighthouse like it's big, but it never feels big because, I mean, yeah, that's not the problem with the show. It's well, I guess like you could have had one good establishing shot, use some CGI or whatever, and like show yeah. that there's or even talk about maybe how many people are on the ship. Because, but it's like they want it to be kind of fuzzy because they want it to be realistic, both visually and. Like, you have to have a certain number of people to just keep that going for hundreds of years or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just like, they, I don't know. It just seems a little like they wanted their cake and eat it too. So that, And to keep the budget small, we never see more than 20 people. But they talk about it like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I was just like, it, did, it never felt like that. Yeah. But I don't know, I mean, I don't know why I'm talking one, down. I, I really like this. I like this, this whole storyline I've enjoyed. I think one solid shot in like the trawler like whenever they saw whenever they discovered that the earth had been destroyed like one solid shot right after that of them coming back in the trawler yeah like kind of showing how big like just give us a scope of how big the lighthouse was would be yeah really beneficial to to providing that sense of scope and that or that sense of scale yeah i think so too i think so too and then like maybe a little bit of passing exposition discussion on it like oh yeah we've got or like even if like may is looking out like whoa there's you know this is huge it's crazy how big this is how many people are in here and then they're oh well you know a couple hundred uh, we got some blah and some people over there that do the thing right and then, they could they could know, have made specific like there's 600 yeah. people here and we yeah. live this 675 way. yeah like i mean there, and now there's a renewal. They could have just said it at one 672. point. 672. They could have just said it at one point. You're like, that water system uh, takes care of decks four through six. That's over 700 people or something. And then you get, okay, so three decks, 700 people. All right, yeah, there's, yeah. there's eight active decks. All right, I'm starting to get a sense of how big this place is. Uh, but you just never really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I felt you're, like You're like, up. Oh, there's 20 people that are left in humanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and half of them die. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know that you saved humanity. I'm really not sure that you saved humanity. <laughs> I think they're just going to peter out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, I mean, at the end, though, we got Flint recreating the, uh, the time stone. <laughs> That's the, right. The Timolith? Timolith. Monolith? I like it. Yeah. He recreated the Timolith somehow, being very not familiar with his powers. He was able to recreate... Well, because he had the best teacher, Simmons, who 
can teach all in humans things, which I think is interesting that they're setting her up to be this like uh guider of inhumans because she was so like against inhumans a couple seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. And so now she's a she's the guide that they all need. I, I think that she was pro registration more than anything. Right. But well so she said some things pretty index. anti inhuman. Yeah. Uh, pretty, she's pretty fearful of Inhumans and I think that's changed I think now she's got to know some but I think like she was the one that was on the side of like these people are scary and need to be you know <laughs> kept under kept under Hail thumb. Hydra Hail Hydra <laughs> and then I guess she's the teacher now and then Flint rebuilds the thing and like the way that they were talking about the the piece of the of the rock was actually pretty cool in my opinion he was like it's you know it feels like it's been etched on a micro level yeah i'm like oh that's pretty freaking cool like it's you know been constructed almost mm-hmm. or has tiny designs and if they had like maybe zoomed in on it showed ant-man crawling around in it or something <laughs> you know whatever and showed like, wasp sh- still lost in the microverse or whatever Oh yeah, like Michelle Pfeiffer's in there. <laughs> yeah, Pfeiffer. Zoom, like they zoom in, and it's it ends up just like being a cry for help. She's just kind of like carved help into it a bunch, <laughs> or whatever. And then they go back, and <laughs> like, then they know where she is. It's... Yeah, she's like carving out a blueprint. <laughs> like this is how you build the machine that saves me. Because that that time the time with exists somewhere in the past, and at least the. Chrono, chrono, chronometron guy knew where it was. <laughs> Still don't know how to say his species. He's a sentient chromacon. Chromacon, that's it. Uh, by which, oh man, that's I think I feel like that was the biggest part of this episode was his his sacrifice and the other guy's sacrifice, which I and Deke, Deke that's giving his, his life. Yeah, Deke and um, I did not think that a freaking robot would touch me as deeply. As Enoch did when he was dying. Tell the podcast where the robot touched you, Jeff. Deeply. (laughs) On the inside. My heart. He reached into my heart and he stroked it. Well I can make this creepier. Yeah, let's let's not. (laughs) My calculations say twelve minutes. Yeah. God. I you know, I really liked Enoch. I really, really did. And then when he was going out, I was just like, damn, dude. Yeah, And, like, they didn't focus on it enough. But when he was saying, like, giving my life knowing that my friends are safe is perfectly fine. Like, uh, he has friends. He's a robot that has lived forever. And now he has friends. Yeah, the way way he's talked about having having friends really uh, touched me. Um, I can, I can, I can expire knowing my friends are safe. Um, he, he was really a lovable character. I want, I want more of him and I'm sad he's gone. I don't, I feel like we know nothing about him or his species. Yeah. Like I want, I want them to go back in time, miss and find Enoch. Like I want them to go back to the nineties or something and find Enoch there. Yeah. And there's still a possibility they might find Enoch. Um, we we have a whole hundred years where he was preparing uh, for things, um, and I, and honestly, since this never happens, or well, we still don't know that. I'm we're assuming, 
I'm assuming that they somehow fixed this whole world-destroying thing. So technically, the Enoch in, the, in this timeline should continue living. Maybe. If all, if all <laughs> that never happens, um, you know, that he doesn't have to die there. Yeah, he just keeps observing. Yeah. It's really uh, cool. I want to know more about the Chromicons. Are they, are they comics characters? I don't think so. There have been a couple of characters named Enoch, but uh, this particular one is new to the show. Okay, I just uh, yeah, I was wondering if the if the species, the sentient Chromicons, could be could be real. Um, yeah, doesn't look like at least in my quick Google search they are. Nope. But. Um, now he did say he he did say something very interesting, like when he changed his skin to be blue, um, he said, "I am as I've always been, Cree." Did he? He did. What? Yeah. When did he say that? When he was going past a Cree dude to get onto the elevator. Oh no! I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's just what he said to the Cree guy. But what if he wasn't? Fibbin. Nah, he was Fibbin. What that was just a funny Fibbin, joke. Though? That was just a funny joke. And that it was a really funny joke, honestly. I am, as I have always been, a Cree. <laughs> it was really good. But no, I don't think But what if he wasn't Fibbin? I don't think that has anything. I think that was a funny throwaway joke. No, think about it, though. Like, if, if he was sent... Because he never said what planet he comes from. He just said what uh, what area, like what constellation... Which is a crazy thing to say because constellations are just like an arrangement of stars right, from your from perspective. Our per- from our perspective, yeah, it means so like, nothing. Which one in the vastness of space did you come from? Yeah, but you know, he only said like what constellation area he came from. He didn't say what planet. So, what if he is built by the Kree and sent here to observe, and they find that out, and he's just like, oh, I thought i told you who i was and where i was from i thought that that was enough and then he comes out to be Cree, but they're they have to have that decision of like well we you know how much do we like you basically right well and like are you are you actually a threat i'm hopeful and, and i may be wrong i know nothing about the comics i'm hopeful that earth can make peace with the Cree eventually they do Ten, Some tenuous, sort of tenuous piece. Tenuous. That, like, yeah. I, I love that. That's something I love about Star Trek, is that, you know, they're at war with the Klingons, then they're not. You know, they actually, like, and then eventually Worf is on the bridge, you know? Like, y- yeah. you get these, like, and, and Worf is a, a, a weird case, but, you know, in uh, Deep Space Nine, the Klingons and the Federation are fighting side by side to fight the Dominion. It's like a... And there's, like, a brotherhood between them, you know? Um, and I, I, <laughs> I always love that. And it totally makes sense that you'd have all this this fear and mistrust, and you know they might want to conquer just like Klingons did, <laughs> but like uh, eventually, you know it's I love I, I love a good like political sort of uh, solution if that makes sense, because <laughs> like eventually yeah. yeah you're gonna have to prove your power to stop the Kree possibly prove that you're worthy of even talking to, but like. Uh, I love, I love, I love the idea of us of of Earth like getting on the level with the Kree, and then you know, them 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 respecting us us enough to like, uh, 
to to deal with this politically, which I think is an interesting. It's just always it's always more interesting to me when there's when there's good and bad Cree, which I think we're going to see some of in Captain uh, Captain Marvel, of course, with yeah. Marvel. Um, yeah. Already already cast and should be in the movie. So. Um, yep. that's yep. man just think about that the introduction of the Kree and and the war and everything on a big scale like, we've already seen the Kree in the movies but never I don't know never never an earth based movie and we're about to see it like straight up through that through the two eyes of Samuel L. Jackson you know yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's, oh yeah. We're gonna see both, They're in the 90s. Both He's eyes got of both Samuel L. Jackson. I hope he loses it in like the first scene. <laughs> we really, really, like a great opening <laughs> sequence where he loses his eye. I I like to think that uh, he loses his eye in the same explosion that causes Carol Denvers to get her powers. It's possible. Um, or maybe Hella visits him and... Stabs. She just loves taking out eyes. She just loves taking out eyes. Um, <laughs> I really would like to see Fury and Thor have a moment with their patches. Don't you think that has to happen? Oh, yeah. They have to trade patches. <laughs> trade patches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mine is affixed to my face. I cannot give it to you. All right. So, feedback. RPRP said to us in an email, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 5.10. All caps, best episode of the season, exclamation mark. And definitely top five overall. Huh. That's big. Yeah, that's that's a stout rating. Because there's been some good ones. Uh, he said, my heart was racing the whole time. I went into this fearing Yo-Yo would be the seer, and little things throughout the first part of the episode made that guest stronger and stronger until finally there she was. What a heartbreaking moment watching her, or yeah, watching her watch herself with no hope left and confronted with the almost certain possibility that this was her own future, that Mac was going to die. It was rough to say the or it was rough to say the least. Then Mac has to watch her die mm. and then get put into one of the most brutal fights he's ever been in. At least Cassius didn't break all of his bones like Daisy. And tell Cassius there's nothing you can do because he had already taken everything from him. As emotional as the Mac and Yo-Yo arc was, I couldn't help but smile at every scene Flint was in. It's sad that he didn't go with them and he'll join Tess in Frame Ward and Frame Trip and Hope in the list of lovable characters existing in other realities. Deke sacrificing himself is uh, exposed as... Sorry. Deke sacrificing himself exposed an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that started with Lincoln. Take a character the fans have responded poorly to, wait until the last second to make him likable, and then have him sacrifice himself in the same episode. Mm. A few a few IMDb things have suggested yeah, suggested that Deke isn't done somehow, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. The Daisy and Coulson arc I totally saw coming, as we all did. Coulson knowing he doesn't have a long time left and telling Daisy I need you to lead says to me it's her he's eyeing as his replacement once she's or once he's gone. One step closer to director Quake is a step in the right direction in my book. Because if the show does end, it would be a great avenue to get Chloe Bennett into the movies. If we got yeah. a Captain Marvel post-credit of her coming back to Earth and being greeted Samuel L. Jackson style by Daisy Johnson, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'd lose my shit. 
I think I've rambled long enough, but there's really not enough good things I can say about this episode. It'll be a long four weeks. Also, who the hell is Dove Cameron? I've never seen them make such a big deal about a guest star in a next time on S.H.I.E.L.D. preview. I hope her character is important, though, to match up to the hype. Hmm. I don't know who Dove Cameron is. Probably should look that up before, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's like a, a Disney Channel star. Oh, yeah, she is. From Descendants and Hairspray and Live and Maddie. Looks like a very Disney Channel star. So it was for the youngins. That's why we haven't heard of it. Um, <laughs> that was, that <laughs> was, wasn't for us. That was for the youngins. That, that, that whole thing wasn't for us. Um, that whole. It was well, featuring Dove Cameron. And I'm like, ew. If you talk about <laughs> um, Kirk Cameron, maybe I'd know who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I'm about 30, well, 30 years behind Dove Cameron. <laughs> Dove, Dove Cameron's character uh, is going to be the daughter of the general who killed her own people in the Fitz-centric episode, Rewind. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to rewatch that episode again to know what's going on. It's, it sounds like they're going to really stick with a kind of tight storyline this time, um, tying everything really closely together, which I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying so far. Uh, but in previous seasons... They've gotten a little long, these 22-episode arcs. Yeah. And we, we yeah. all really enjoyed last season when they broke into three. And uh, I don't know. The I, three pods. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for that. Which yeah, we've already gone, we've already gone longer than the first pod, I think. Uh, uh, by two episodes, yeah. The first, yeah. The first pod in last season, uh, season four. last season was eight episodes long. Yeah. And this one was... Like if we count it to uh, right here, where they you know go wherever they went in time as being the first pod, it's ten episodes. Yeah, which is still not too crazy over the <clears throat> over the line. Um, it, one thing RPRP said that made me really think was that like both Mac and Yo Yo are now dealing with one another's deaths. Yep. Like Mac had to see her death, and she had to see herself having knowledge and having seen his death. Yeah, and um, having lost hope because yeah, of it. That's rough, man. Yeah. That's some rough stuff. And she I think and she's, she's gonna be a dark character this season. Yeah. Going and she forward. was going on and on about how like, you know, I, I practiced over and over the things that I was gonna say, and now that I'm here, I just wanna tell you to hold him as long as you can. Yeah. I'm like Oh God <laughs> Dude Um So I'm not a big country guy. Not not a big country guy. But there's a song by Jason Isbell, I think. Do you know Jason Isbell at all? No. The song is called... I'm also not a big country guy. I'm not either. But this song was on some show last week, and I was like... And I, and I, and I listened to it, I was like, that sounded good. It sounded a little countries, but it, country, but it was good. So I looked it up, I, spot, I shazammed it and looked it up. It's called If We Were Vampires... And it has this, yeah, which already, it's a country song called If We Were Vampires, so I was like, alright, I'll give this a listen. Um, Yeah, I'll find out. The the, the second verse is, like, really heart-wrenching to me. It says, um, I can't can't think of all all the lyrics, but it's something to the effect of, if we were vampires and time was a joke, we'd laugh at the lovers and go outside and smoke. And uh, basically it talks about how they look at the lovers and look how silly they look. Like rushing around, and then and then the last line of it though is, "I'd have no need to hold your hand," and it's like, 
such a such a great line that uh, if we, if we lived forever, if we never were going to be apart, we'd never we'd never need to hold each other's hands and like maybe death is a blessing sort of thing. Like maybe the shortness of time is a blessing because we value each other more. I don't know. It's really it, it's reminding me of the whole Mac the Mac and Yo-Yo thing reminds me of it a little bit. Um, yeah. But in the, in the song, uh, it's real sweet. In the Mac and Yo-Yo thing, it doesn't seem sweet the, so far. The sentiment resounds a lot, or reminds me a lot of uh, uh, a bit in Troy, the movie Troy. Oh, yeah. Where Achilles is saying, the gods envy us because they're immortal. We have this limited time on Earth, and everything is more beautiful because we're doomed. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, it's good, and the, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I, I recommend the song "If We Were Vampires." Good, good, good song. Um, I recommend the movie Troy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember it was good. Um, cool. Uh, this is we got one more piece of feedback. I think. Yeah, Christian Fuentes said to us on Facebook, "It's interesting that they gave Yo-Yo future knowledge. She's usually one of the few characters on the show and on TV." Who will speak straight and cut straight to the point? Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> as she's reading that, I'm thinking about how good, well Shield is written. Because <laughs> have you ever seen the red letter, red, red letter media review of Star Wars? Um, no. Okay. This whole thing where they're like, "What is Han Solo like?" and everyone gives all these great adjectives for Han Solo. They're like, "He's a swashbuckling." Man's man, da da da. They give all these great uh, things, and they're like, "What is Luke Skywalker like?" And like, he's kind of whiny, but he's a good guy and trying to do this, and he he has the weight of his father on him. Like, they give all these great descriptions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they say without describing his clothes or his or his or his plot, what is he, what is he like? And they have all these great descriptions of what the Star Wars characters are like, and they're like, "What is Qui Gon Jinn like?" And everyone's just really <laughs> quiet. <laughs> and it just goes to crickets. <laughs> and like ever since I've seen that Red Letter Media thing, it's like, it's important that your characters have traits of their own. It's not, So many shows, like all the characters are interchangeable. You know, like all the characters are speaking with the voice of the writer, if that makes sense. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. what Christian says here about Yo-Yo, that she's um, one of the, like, clear speaking straight to the point characters that's really true of yo-yo and i was never i've never have no one's ever told me that but i know that you know what i mean like it's just yeah. really um it's 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 like a great... if somebody asked you tell me or like what is yo-yo like you'd be like well she's basically no nonsense yeah she doesn't pussyfoot around really passionate she doesn't bullshit you very passionate Super Christian, you know, she's got her beliefs. Yeah. But she's not really one to push it on you. She's okay with you doing you. Yeah. She, 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 she's. And like, you're saying all this about a fictional character. Yeah. Like, and I love that S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing a really good job of building real characters. And um, I always think of that Red Letter Media thing whenever I think about character and how important it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think they're doing a good job. Doing the Lord's work over there. <laughs> oh. Well, man, I think that's as about Yo-Yo all. As Yo-Yo would say. Yeah, as Yo-Yo would say. Uh, I think that's about all for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, not specifically about this episode. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to Shield coming back. Yeah, we got like a month uh, it, off now, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it's not going to come back until March second, and that's too long. Yeah. It's way too long. Well, we, we, right after that though, Jessica Jones is coming out in March. That's right. Yeah. Well, we've got a yep. we've got a bunch of stuff, great stuff coming. Uh, I'm sad that I'm sad that they're taking such a long break, but I'm excited. In that break, we get Black Panther, so it's all going to be okay. That's right, we do. Yes! Super pumped, man. Black Panther, Jessica Jones, and then the then the very next like month, or like shortly after Avengers. Um, so so we just got a couple great months ahead of us. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. So. The greatest year in cinema. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Uh, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we love to talk about all your feedback. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. A um, little, little plug for me. My album is now out everywhere you get music. Uh, Matthew Carroll is my name. The album is called Left to Burn. Um, and I'm really proud of it. And if you get a chance to check it out on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere else, I'd really appreciate it. I wonder how many listens I have on it. <laughs> what are you listening to it been, on? Apple Music? Uh, no, Google Play Music because I've got oh, a that's subscription. Right. Yeah, see, I, haven't even, I, I can't even see metrics from them yet. So it'll be interesting well, to see if I get any plays in there. Um, I got a thousand and forty-one uh, independent listeners on Spotify, which I thought was really a lot, and I was really proud of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thousand forty-one different people. So that's I've bad. <laughs> I've got at least seven listens on the album. So far. sweet, man. Um, um, I'm thanks. Thanks yeah. for listening to it. Hey, it's good, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, I really hope everybody likes it. Um, there's also a music yeah. video out and everything. So if you want to know all this stuff, just go to MatthewCarrollMusic.com. Um, but it's, uh, it's available anywhere to search, search for Matthew Carroll album. It's there. It's, it's wherever you, yeah. wherever you look for music, Matthew Carroll, not Matt Carroll. There's some guy with Matt Carroll and he, some loser. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> But you know he's he, he just has a little EP out, and it's funny because that's pretty much the reason I couldn't go with my own name because, or my, I couldn't go with Matt uh, because that they have a very specific. Uh, apparently, Spotify with all their powers has not yet figured out how to have two different people with the same name on their service, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Okay. Um, so if you send in something under a name, you'll get lumped in as the same artist. <laughs> Which is really crazy to me that they don't have a back-end way of fixing that yet. Um, That's really goofy. Isn't it goofy? But it it, it encourages people to to not use the same name, so I guess that's good. Um, But anyway, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a good night. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 